Mm-mm. Is it live? Damn. Hey. Live, hey, hey, welcome I know back it's a lag there when do it. Yeah, it's always a lag, and I feel like I'm just sitting here like, is this? Okay, should I just sit here? Look pretty. I'm good at that. Anywho, welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Black, Never Broken, Always Empowered. I am Brittany, joined by Dre and Richard. How are y'all? Gang. What up? I switched it up. I, I did Dre's nickname and, and Rich's government. Really? <laughs> um, how y'all feeling today? Um, I'm all right. Uh, you know, it's another day in Ohio. So, yeah. Nothing <laughs> big. My wife came out um, to celebrate my birthday. My birthday was yesterday. Turned 32. Another hey. grateful year. Uh, and my lovely wife came out to uh, celebrate it with me. We had fun. Uh, went out to a, a Benny Hanna's. Nice. So, you know, threw some steak on the grill. Uh, guy was kind of a little unsanitary. Dude was cooking chicken, using the same uh, spatula to cook steak and shrimp. Like, oh, let's Sounds about right. everywhere. But they, make, uh, they do a little show. Luckily, no <laughs> one got salmonella and nobody died. So <laughs> uh, other than that, now nah, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. How y'all doing? I'm good. I voted today. So, I mean, the polls are closed at this point. So if you're in Maryland, primaries for today, hopefully you voted or early voted, all that good stuff. Um, just been chilling with the kids. I worked camp today again, um, a little bit better because it wasn't every day this week. So it wasn't as chaotic and stressful. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been good. I, uh, I did a different podcast last night, which was fun. They did a live tarot card reading. And you didn't call nobody? It was for me. Why would I call? <laughs> so I could watch it. Oh, it wasn't live. Like, it was... So when I say a live tarot, like, it was recorded with the intention of, like, being put up later. So as soon as it's up, I'll let you know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool, though, because he just... He did my tarot cards. We talked. It was It was a real chill environment. Um, but yeah, I've been good. Oh. Uh-oh. Jamal in. Let's see. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait. Hold up. Oh, I gotta go this way. There we go. That's why I started laughing, Rich. I was like, man. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, they can see my wife moving in the background. But, uh, Laying in bed watching TV. Yeah. So my week was pretty good. Spent some family time with my little brother. Some very overdue family time, so... I was happy about that. That's good. That's good. What about you, Brad? How you? How your week, man? I'm I'm good, man. I uh, I'm uh, I'm good. I've just been chilling today. A couple of errands here and there, but not bad. And um, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling real good right now because I had some chicken and waffles for dinner. So uh, I'm ready. I had to get extra black to come on unapologetically black. You know what I'm saying? Mm. One okay. time for the one time. I feel. I think. Jamal, you you done with the uh, the technical difficulties over there, bro? Take that as a no. The answer to that question is absolutely not. Not even close. <laughs> um, I think you're gonna need to get next to your wife, bro. <laughs> yeah, just just go sit next to your wife, bro. Yeah, we're gonna, we gonna start the show. Okay, you're coming in, and, you're and they want to hear you lose already. So come on. I want to hear you lose. Come. 
Sorry, there's a box there. If you're hearing all of the shuffling, um, but yeah, so Brad, welcome. <laughs> hey, happy to be back. I'm always, I'm always happy to come rock with y'all for a little bit. So I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, no problem, no problem. Let's get this thing rolling. All right. So today's episode about cartoons, black cartoon characters. It was the way we're doing this is inspired by BlurCon. We went to a panel, um, the DC Gaming Group, shout out to them, um, did a panel called Nerd Rage. And in that panel, they basically, um, essentially, it was, a, it was a big debate <clears throat> between everybody about whatever the topic is. So we, we saw it and we were like, we got to do this. We have to do it on the podcast. It's only right. It's <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, if you know Rich... I a love debate me is in order. Debate. <laughs> exactly. So um, basically the way this is going to work is I am going to host it. Um, <clears throat> Dre, Rich, and Jamal are going to be our contestants. We, I will pose a question about a Black ca- cartoon character. They will have their own opinion. They'll have 60 seconds to tell you all in the audience what their opinion is. Um, then after they each get their 60 seconds, each one of them will then have 30 seconds to say why the other people are wrong. Once we get through that round, we have Brad here to be our fact checker. He will fact check anything they say. We will expose them for all of their lies. All that then <laughs> We will vote to see who wins. So that is how today is going. Um, are you guys ready for round number one? I'm always ready. All right. So the question for round number one is, let me find it. Uh, (laughs) The question for round number one is, um, who is the most fashionable black cartoon character? Fashionable black cartoon character. All right. So uh, I'll go first because I'm me. We're going to go off of fashion. My answer is a pimp named Slickback. Let me tell you why a pimp named Slickback is the most fashionable black person in all of cartoons, right? So first off, he's a pimp. Pimps always got fashion, okay? Let's just go ahead and throw that out there. They always got, and then not only out of that, when you look at all these other cartoons, all black people, they wear the same thing. They got their one outfit that they wear, and they wear over and over again. And then that's it. But with a pimp named Slickback, he took, even though he's going to have that one outfit, he got the cane, got the cane, you know what I'm saying, the purple suit, and he got the bitches. And the bitches always change in color. They change in size. seconds. That's fashion all the way through. And then, look, you seen the boots that he rocked? I know you seen, I know, the, or the, uh, not the boots, but they like the little Stacey Adams type shoes. You know what I'm saying? He got the gator bottoms. <laughs> That's fashion all the way through, bro. Time. Time. You got the microwave joint. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do my phone like that. That's, I'm that's, that's help, funny. And you just going to toss me? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dre. Real quick, up next. Real quick, before you, before you go, Dre, what I'm going to do is so, so my voice isn't just interrupting everybody all throughout the podcast. When I put my hand up the first time, that means you got 30 seconds left. When I put it up the second time, I mean, you got 15 seconds left. And then I'm going to say time. Well, you y'all can hear the, the, the beepers. <laughs> I'm going to just not talk. I'm going to just be here to help. With that, go ahead, Dre. 
Because a pimp name slick back of all characters. I don't think I can agree with that, man. I'm, I'm trying to think of um, a far better example than that. Maybe static. Yeah, definitely static. Um, fuck. I don't know. I never really thought of that category. Uh, you don't have to skip this one, man. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. So we'll go with static. <laughs> His answer is static. We'll just say that. Wow, you really trying to let Rich win this one, huh? <laughs> All right, so Jamal? I'm trying to let him win anyway. I just don't think of that stuff. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? So the most fashionable black cartoon character comes with her own saying. She's penny proud, she's cute, and she's loud, and she got it going on. Anytime that she wasn't in her normal everyday, the artists don't feel like drawing her in something else. She stepped up, and she was one of the, if not the most fashionable friend that she had. In the new series where she got an upgrade, she got a whole outfit upgrade almost each every episode. Anytime that she was going out, she got cute to go out. She got fashionable. She got ready. She made sure that she was always on point, even next to her big-footed, more fashionable friend. But you never not looked over at her like, damn, the animators did her justice. Like, I can, I can see that. Like, I can see why some of y'all creepy dudes be writing fan pictures about this. Like, <laughs> not that I myself, but like, I can understand that. And that's my case. <laughs> A pimp named Slick that. <laughs> All right. So, Rich, you have now 30 seconds to explain why Dre and Jamal are wrong. Man, look, I don't even need 30 seconds to tell you why this nigga's crazy, okay? First off, Dre don't even know why Static Shock should be the answer. So we're just going to cross that out. He can't even tell you why Static Shock is, is fashionable because he ain't. He look like a hobo. All right, that static shock looks like the homeless man. You know, the kid in school with the dusty Air Force Ones because his mom only bought him one pair. That's static shock. So we're going to cross him out the list. Penny Proud wears the same dingy, dusty, burgundy jacket everywhere to school, to court. To... No, stop. Dingy and dirty is what she is. Fashion my ass. Penny Proud wish she could be a pimp named Slick. Oh, wait, was is that 30 my 30 or was that? That was your 30. <laughs> I'm going to be fair to the rules and let and let, and let let Jamal and them talk, but I miss me with that one. Um, Dre, did you want to take your 30 seconds to explain why they are incorrect? <laughs> for the record, Brittany agrees. When Penny changes for different performances, she's nice. She got outfit changes. Brittany as in... Oh, I don't. Rich's wife. <laughs> Not Brittany as in Jamal's wife. <laughs> okay, Dre, I heard you. No, not Brittany as in Jamal's wife. <laughs> Which, honestly... Hold on. Um, Come on, Jamal. Let's ahead. see what you got. You got your 30 seconds. Oh, it's on me? All right. So, if we talking fashion, 
This nigga was not fashionable. This was fashionable in the 70s. This was fashionable in the 80s. My man showed up with a cane and some fur and some, like, fox print. Come on, dog. Fox print? You a pimp. Come on, pimp. Pimp, pimp. Bright-ass purple suit. Come on, pimp. It's the middle of the day. Aesthetic shock, like you said. Those look like a homeless dude. Like, he looked like. Not even like he grew up on the nice side of Detroit. Like he grew up and his daddy was just like, you all right, boy. It's your 15 seconds. Oh, that's my 30 seconds. All right. So, um, Brad, were there any facts that needed to be checked? I don't recall anything. I think everything. They all you act like, but you opinions. act like the Boondocks was was dated for 2015 plus. Like, Boondocks is dated for like 2002. That's the right, start of the right. suits bad right, all right. You already right. tell me you still rock that suit, then, Brittany? You, you, you gonna let this nigga rock that suit? Little pimps wear suits, and he was uh, fashionable with the suits. Come on, even though they even though they had the 30 seconds since since they went they went over. Much, Penny like Proud has been through. I took Dre's time. All right, all right. Four grades. They split it. They each got 15 extra seconds. Yeah. And all right, calm four, down. Penny Proud is in the same outfit. Calm down. All right. So, Brad, how you feeling? You know, I just, I, you know, I, I was a little surprised that nobody said Miles Morales. Because he's not fashionable. <laughs> Wearing one pair of Jordans does not make you fashionable, dog. But to your Jordans. point, but Jamal, to your point about being modern day related, he's got both the pimp name Slipback and Penny Proud over on those. No, Miles Morales looked like he had a leftover jacket. Dog. All right, whatever. Miles like he had on Did you leave Spider Man off the list on your podcast? <laughs> no, I wanted him to survive. Oh, that was you? No, no, you tried to bring him back in a different round, my brother. I did. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, where is Fred? When so you Brad, what's, what's your vote? Um, I mean, it's gonna have to be a pimp named Slickback, not Slickback, a pimp named Slickback. It's like a tripod quest. Wow. You gotta say the you whole say the thing. whole thing. Am I just to get old again on a different podcast. You say the whole thing. A pimp named Slickback. This is happening to me twice. This is happening to me twice. So Dre, since mm-hmm. you weren't technically in that round. If you'd like to give your feedback on who you think won between Rich and uh, no, excuse me, he was technically in the round. He just <laughs> he, okay, 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 okay. Well, it's gonna be a tie. That's the issue because I'm clearly gonna say Penny Proud. I, she I sang alone. She, I sang. She sang, I sang alone. A song. Did y'all not see her doing the hand motions? Okay, fine. Right. We'll keep it at the tie. That's fine. We'll keep it at the tie. We can circle back. Unless we're gonna include your wife because I think that she wasn't voting for you, my nigga. As for uh, my, Penny Proud definitely more fashionable. Than says Penny Proud. Oh, so you gonna keep it as a tie, or are we gonna are we gonna count <laughs> it? Niggas Rich is never well, count the audience, I think if we count the audience, then Penny won. So, all right, okay, we gonna keep it fair. We are gonna keep it fair. Because you know Izzy would love Penny in the future. It's Izzy would. Izzy now. is definitely a Penny Proud person. But See? yeah, that's. Izzy didn't have the the pleasure. Hey, you sitting here, you going to swim. Wow, a pimp named Slipset? A pimp named Slipset. Man, y'all going to argue the whole episode, huh? Facts. That's what I'm here for. All right, so that's round one. Great job, gentlemen. 
Round two. The question is, which black character deserves their own TV show? Ooh. Hmm. Okay. So hear me out when I say this. And I know I don't want to make it sound like I'm just picking from the same show. But if we're going to be honest, Uncle Ruckus needs his own TV show. Uncle Ruckus is one of those people that I know for a fact, like the, like the Cleveland Brown show, like if those shows can make it, where you take the black guy that's the side character and give him a show and it's funny, Uncle Ruckus could be that without Pops, you know, like Recipes Grandpa, Pops is gone, right? The show can focus on Uncle Ruckus and it will thrive. Like without Uncle Ruckus in the Boondocks, I don't think Boondocks is as impactful. Uncle Ruckus could take his own show and legit go from there. And it would be hilarious as fuck. All right. Great. Right. <laughs> so the correct answer was... Wait, it's Dre's turn. He's <laughs> turn too. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dre. Uh, Mike's been a uh, character should have their own show, right? Um, I say Storm from X-Men deserves her own show. Why the hell she didn't have one? I don't know. Like, she's got the lore. You could tie in Black Panther with her. You already got an extended connection to other X-Men through her, and she can mentor other X-Men after her. It's kind of a freaking crime that she doesn't have her show yet and just hasn't had one. He got that done in less than 30 seconds. All right. Right. He, he knew it. All right. And Jamal, good, good thing Rich is muted while he's trying to take extra time. <laughs> right. So Rich is coming out with a strong ass, wrong ass opinion. The real answer is number five from Kids Next Door. Everybody has been waiting for a follow up to that show. Her episodes, when it was her solo, she did the best episodes. She had the best solo adventures, hands down, next to number one himself. He got to go out on his last movie, give my girl Cree Summers her own show, let her run it, and then boom, number five comes back. That's how you bring back the kids next door. Kids next door really didn't function and have that cool factor if she wasn't there. She came in, she was just like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this, this, and that. And then she made you believe that whole mission was going to be all right, baby. And she gave you that, like, voice of the 90s because anytime that you got a black girl in the 90s it was always the same voice it was Cree summers y'all know it y'all love it kids next door number five let's hear it vote for me for president okay so if if you didn't hear what i was saying he's he's trying to set up your 30 seconds (laughs) give his rifle wave 30 seconds If you didn't hear what I was saying, I was saying that Storm already has her own show. It's called fucking X-Men, okay? That, like that, she's the character of the show. Storm don't need her own goddamn show. We had enough black fucking characters that do the exact same shit as Storm, okay? We don't need nothing else to happen. Storm has her own show. It's called X-Men. There you go. Cross that out. Now, Jamal, I can't argue it too, too much. I'm going to do it anyway, because number <laughs> five was legit. No, I ain't going to lie. Number five was legit, but... uh. It's it's one of those things where she what I don't believe she was as impactful as you make the scene, brother. All right. It's gonna be fun. Right. All right, Dre. You got your 30 seconds. Why are they wrong? All right, Rich. 
you wrong because we already saw Uncle Ruckus have his own show. We watched fucking Kanye West be Uncle Ruckus with freaking Trump for umpteen years. Boom, that shit's dead. We don't want to see that twice. And Jamal, cool factor ain't nothing if we don't got other aspects to add on to it. You can be cool as hell and have nothing else to contribute. Yeah, she cool, but what else? I'm going to just step in and say that those of you that have also listened to what's happening, you know that I am um, a diehard Kanye West supporter with regards to his music. So, Dre, you my dog. Fuck you, bro. Like, I, 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 graduation. Funny. Half his argument got cut off because Britney starts yelling, I am dead. I mean, but I was muted, so it only cut off for you. However, <laughs> that back end of his argument needed to be cut off. There is no way you're giving Storm her own show. Start is 30 seconds. There's no way you're giving Storm her own show. And here's why. She doesn't have enough there, even with the lore, even with the background, even bringing in back Black Panther. There is not enough to make Storm a more interesting character to say, hey, we have this Omega level mutant who does all this shit, but yet she needs her own show. However, on the other hand, you won't give Uncle Ruckus his own show because nobody really wants to see this motherfucking coon come up and never get a comeuppance. The best part about the boondocks was when Uncle Ruckus got his comeuppance. Oh, All right. that's, that's false. I'm going to I'm actually going to follow up question you guys. Okay. So I would we're like oh, we're, we're, I'm just going to no, give follow a follow up, up. Yeah, follow up question. Do I need to time them? You yeah, give them, give them yeah, like 60 seconds. Give okay. 60 seconds. So I would like for you guys to describe what would be considered like the pilot to the show that you're that you're creating oh easy right so we start off with grandpa's funeral right right granddad's funeral uncle ruckus is reading the eulogy and as he's reading it he's saying all his racist remarks you know black people this and you know how niggas have funerals and we gonna go to his house and eat chicken later on right so what it's supposed to be is a comedy, right? It's supposed to make motherfuckers laugh. And I believe with Uncle Ruckus leading that pilot like that at Granddad's funeral, and then him having to raise Riley and Huey, that leads the show right there, right? And I'm telling you, they both, and then Riley and Huey are going into high school. So now you have a cool, great uncle, right? Because Pops and Uncle Ruckus are like brothers. As your mentor, as your parent, parental figure, and now you're in high school doing this. Not in elementary or middle school, you're in high school going through all of this shit. That's the pilot. That is a fucking A1 show. I'm not mad at that show. Can I just tell you, I was trying to keep up with like letting the audience know where we were and completely forgot. Is Ruckus spelled R-U-K-U-S? R-U-C-K-U-S. Oh, oh fact checker with it. <laughs> And that's, that's why you facts. That boy quick. <laughs> Uncle Roku is French. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dre, what would be the pilot episode for your for Storm? All right. Well, it's spinning off the uh the 97 X-Men cartoon. 
it'd be post uh, Dark Phoenix Saga. So Storm will end up trying to break off from the X-Men, realizing that Professor X is more a cancer than he is a help to the X-Men. And she needs to go off and do her own thing. And at least try to school the youngsters in a way that has a combination of the positive methods from uh, Professor X and positive methods from Magneto. And end up raising up uh, different heroes like uh, Ironheart, uh, maybe Miles Morales, things like that. And they'll find a few other mutants along the way. Right. And Jamal? So for the number five pilot, you ready for this? Number one has gone to the moon. It picks up right after the movie. She starts off, she's on Earth. Her sister is telling her all of this is done. All of the ages are done. Like the dude that she used to like, like Maurice is come back. And he's like, we got one more mission. And it's her coming out of retirement. She's in high, She's in middle school now. Number five is old and she has to get the gang back together. They got to go track down number one who's lost on the moon. That's how you restart teenagers next door. I'm for that. Let's green like this. Let's get this done. Like, we could move on this. I mean, they can't. Uh, 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 first off, uh, middle school or like preteen, they're not teenagers. So she's not that old. Uh, Eighth grade uh, is preteen. Second of all, okay, uh, Arkell. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's an R. Kelly fan. Don't do this to him, Brad. Uh, uh, wow, that threw me off. <laughs> uh, he wasn't ready for it. Storm was open and everything. Sounds like Magneto. Uh, like we're gonna take Storm's story and just swap Mag Storm and Magneto because that's exactly what happened. Magneto right, didn't agree right, with right. the way you Professor You had your 30 Ed. seconds. You had your 30 seconds, all right? All right. <laughs> so. Brad stole something me, though, with, with, the, with, the, with the, his joke. <laughs> love the pilots. Yeah, the, the joke. <laughs> Got me, too. All right, Brad. So how you feeling? Uncle all Ruckus, right. Storm, or number five? All right, so here's my thing, right? Number one, um... You put in the comments, you put Uncle Ruckus Storm or number five. Her name is actually number five. And I feel like that's like going to set us back to be the first, you know, uh, not the first, but to be, you know, a, a black lead character spinning off into their own show. So number five, you, you can't get your own show. That's number one. Number two. That is an A. No, A-H. Oh, my God. A-H, yeah. I cannot even. Number two, <laughs> Uncle Rucka, Uncle Ruku, if it's French, whatever. I just feel like even though Dre disrespected my boy Kanye and like it's on site when I catch you, homie. But like no, for the same reasons, if I can't let number five have a show, I can't let Uncle Ruckus go ahead and get a movie in these times. Nah, it's gonna have to be Storm. Somebody from X-Men gotta get a wow. show. Wow. So it's so it's Storm be because she got hold on the last list. <laughs> We've <laughs> seen Storm a thousand times. We don't need to see Google another X-Men. You gonna get Halle Berry back to play Storm Brad? If you would have said Riley. And to, and to be fair, in these times, you can have an all-black cartoon making racist jokes. Mm -hmm. In these times. If you would have said Park Riley, is all white. You. And South Park is still making jokes and dropping racist. TV shows. Racist as fuck. <laughs> Tolkien. Like, come on, man. 
So if South Park can do it, Boondocks can do it. To me. I feel you. Um, so clearly by my inability to spell it, <laughs> I didn't watch it. Okay. So here, this is where we are. <laughs> it's okay. You one season and some ends. I'm just saying. And this time know. it's not with her husband. It's going to be with Dre. <laughs> I'm actually siding with Rich. What? <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> so. She was raised around white people. This... You said I was raised around white people? <laughs> just a heads up, y'all. And That's if... a true statement. <laughs> I went to Marion. I went to an all-white, all-girls high school. Now, um, imagine you take, you take Huey and Riley and put them in an all-white school. You have a hit show, my brother. A hit show. Yeah, it was called the Boondocks. That's what Woodcrest <laughs> was, bro. <laughs> no, but they weren't in school. <laughs> they just put them in Number five is going out. Like Brittany this. said, Cree Summer would be tired of playing every character for number five show. She, she didn't know right either. <laughs> I just want you to and know. No that's H number. <laughs> It's based on the voice actor and not on the character themselves. We're talking about the character themselves, not their voice actors. So automatically, number five's out. Wow. So that's where I am. Um, I think we just we can leave it at where it is. I I don't know who would be a good tiebreaker. It, unless it, Brittany's it, it, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Brad, step, uh, no, Brad chose Storm. Brad, Brad chose, chose Storm. Storm. Uh, Okay, so Brittany, you would have to be the tiebreaker. We'll see if she'll put it in the comments. Dropping it or just yell it out really loud. <laughs> what if she came back and said, I really like the number five show? <laughs> <laughs> we all tied up. Wait. She don't need to vote for that Kanye Ruckus show. She said Uncle Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> we appreciate that, Brad. <laughs> All right, so Uncle Ruckus is moving. Well, not on. He's not going anywhere. He won. That's unfair. He should get his own show. She's sleeping with the podcast host. That's unfair. Ain't you? You You sleeping with the EP. No, he said ain't you, not ain't you. you. I'm rolling over here. They both got influence votes. (laughs) And she still voted for Rich, nigga. Yeah. What are you talking about? What, you, she what are you talking about? I mean, I didn't you won the much. last one. You won the last one. I didn't influence that much. <laughs> Both Britneys decided to vote for Rich. This was not my influence. That's hilarious. <laughs> all right, all right. Round three. We're moving through. All right. So round three. We were only gonna do three rounds, but we're only in thirty minutes. So I feel like we can we can make it through the five yeah, prompts yeah. I set aside for this. Yeah. So, round three. Um. Let's do. Best black superhero. Mm. Okay, I'm about to say before we do define superhero. Are we talking vigilantes? We we talking talking Sonic? We talking niggas? Like yeah, we talking like Sonic as a superhero? Like what are we talking? Because you know Sonic's black. His name's Maurice. I don't know, (laughs) not Nair. White Maurice. Yo, eighty thirty one. Um, I don't know. So, superhero. Superhero by, like, normal... Normal standards. Standards. You know what a superhero is. Justice League, Avengers. We talking talking Major League. 
And yes, Static okay. Shock has been in the uh, Justice League, so don't step in talking shit because look, then Brad will come back and be like, Static Shock was in the Justice League. Yes, fuck Static uh, Shock. Okay, let's let's not go there. All right. <laughs> so right, I mean, ahead, it's, if we had to do it right, and I, I just gotta pick a black superhero from what they are. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, hold on, let me remember his name. Uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern, and here's why. Right, so as as I believe that John Stewart, Green Lantern, was the best Green Lantern out of all three of them. Right in the Lantern Corps, I believe John Stewart is the best one. Uh, with his will, I got more than five seconds. Uh, with his with, with with his willpower, he was able to best like the better of them. Like Superman couldn't fight him. He was knocking heads off. That's why they had to replace him with the white one because they couldn't beat the black one. So they had to send the black one away to, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, I, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Jon Stewart as the best superhero, quote unquote. Ooh. First of all, I'm dead because when he said he, he was going to put his hand up at, <laughs> at 30 seconds and then at 15, not at five. <laughs> I have more than five seconds. <laughs> I have a tears. Okay. Me and my life. Anywho, that was a great answer. Dre, what is the best black superhero um, in animation and cartoons? Oh, in animation, that's easy. It's definitely Static Shock, even though y'all knew I was going to pick that. He helped Batman and Robin take down a Joker. He was able to single-handedly beat the Justice League while they were mind-controlled. On top of being able to beat two of his villains combined, not by himself, but with his uh, his sidekick gear. I don't need anything else. Dre don't be using it. <laughs> you don't be using his time. You need to donate it to one of these long talking motherfuckers. Anywho, <laughs> um, all right, Jamal, go ahead. Ooh, it's me. It's on me. It's on you. All right. So, you ready for this? I'm going to take y'all back to about 2010. I, myself, was in the middle of a war. I was in Afghanistan. I was reading a comic. And it was sad, dog. Like, we we were in a war zone. And you know what the worst thing that happened to me was that day? Peter Parker died. And I had to read about him being replaced by this kid named Miles Morales. And I'm like, who is Miles Morales? Let me tell you who Miles Morales is. Miles Morales is one of the best Spider-Men to ever come out of Spider-Man comics. He has made a billion dollars. That is as much as Tom Holland made in one movie in an animated movie. He has been name dropped. He has been teased. He has been asked about his po- his uh, video game came out and it broke records. People wanted to buy a PS4 in mass numbers just to play this game. People that never that swore off Sony were like, I'd pay for that. Kids everywhere were loving Into the Spider-Verse. When Into the Spider-Verse came out, my kids were mad that part two got delayed. Whew, see, he took some of the donated time and everything. Okay. <laughs> All right, Rich. So 30 seconds, Wire Dre and Jamal wrong, and you are still muted. Like you look real ready to talk. <laughs> you gotta unmute yourself, apparently. Come yeah, on, okay. yeah, I forgot that I was muted. Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna make Brad's job easier to uh, in fact checking. 
Um, Miles Morales, when Miles Morales dropped, it was on PS5, and that's what people were trying to buy. They weren't trying to buy them busted-ass PS4s, not for Miles Morales, okay? Miles Morales' Spider-Man video game dropped with the PS5, and it was a PS5 exclusive. I just want to point that out there. Uh, so you can go ahead and fact-check that and go ahead and disqualify Jamal altogether. Anyway, so with Static Shock, right, I get it. You know what I'm saying? He was the kid that we all kind of looked up to because we was kids growing up with him. But as you grow up, you start to understand that this nigga was really very immature, okay? He was, he was really immature with a lot of shit, all right? And he could have helped a lot of people but didn't because the nigga was still in high school where, you know, Green Lantern, that you My grown-ass nigga, you man. You heard the microwave. Why you still talking? You do on the rich. So for the fact-checking, uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales was developed by Insomniac Games and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. His thing was is that people would drop, were buying PS4s. For <laughs> Not, they weren't buying PS4s for Miles Morales. They were buying PS5s. And to, and, uh, so your I, fact check is on, on what system they were buying, how much money they were trying to drop at the time. And, yep. and according to a Google search, um, as an adult, Static Shock is a member of the Justice League Unlimited. And as an adult or as the kid in high school? It says as an adult. He talked about the kid in high school. Wait a second. Static. Is Static the same as Static Shock? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yes, as an adult, Static is a member of Justice League. But not as the kid in high school. I just want no, to point that out. as the kid in high school, he turned it down. If you watch the TV show, you'd know that. All right. So. Fuck that TV show. You're already talking. Oh, no, no, no. It's Dre. It's Dre. Andre. 30 seconds. Okay, first of all, you mentioned the whole immaturity thing. He's 15. How mature do you expect a 15-year-old to be? That makes not immature. Hence, him not being mature. I'm just going to disqualify you on that one. And Miles Morales, he kind of had to have his hand held by everybody around him before he was able to come into his own. As much as I love the character, he didn't really get to develop on his own until being trained into it. Static had to do everything dolo. All right, time, time. All right, Jamal, 30 seconds. Static was out here fighting crackheads, dog. You know real life, that's what bang babies were. They were crackheads. They were the crackhead mutant bang babies that I was talking about in my story. I, You know this in your heart. Static is not the one. And you know, you know Jon Stewart ain't the one. John got knocked out, beat down. He was the backup to Batman and Superman in every single Justice League cartoon. Although I myself loved him, he did not get replaced by the white man. The white man was his former. When they had to choose, they chose him third. Time. All right. So I popped this comment up on the screen. Michelle said, this is hard. At first I was team static, but I got to give it to Miles. Hey. Um, I'm, we covered our fact checking, right? Was there anything else you have, Brad? There's nothing else I have. All right. Because Brad would tell you that he was the third Green Lancer. There was uh, Hal Jordan. There was um, Hal Jordan was the closest. And then there was Guy Gardner. And Jon Stewart was number three. He was the backup. And he only came in around, I want to say, the 70s or the 80s. Wow. I had to give it to him. Here comes the audience. He was third. Audience coming through. (laughs) All right, Rad. 
What are your thoughts? Things? Three very compelling arguments. You say three very very compelling arguments, but I disagree there. <laughs> I, I think I'm it's a, be diplomatic. I think it's a two man race between <laughs> Static and Miles Morales, but I don't oh. think it's close. I think that Static was the only one that everybody mentioned in every part of the conversation. That means that makes Static the most polarizing. To me, he's got to be the winner for this one. You didn't watch Static Shock. I sure didn't. And I don't and I don't have a PS5 or a PS4. So like <laughs> what what are we doing? <laughs> I'm switch, my brother. <laughs> this nigga was in his fourth year in college when Static Shock came out. We all went through that. <laughs> but how many times did you watch uh the end of the Spider-Verse? None. Because the shit was boring. None. Like, but we have kids. We watched a lot. But I Jesse, played the no. I played the one Spider-Man game. I forget. It which wasn't one Miles it was. Morales. It was an Xbox. It was an Xbox 360 game, and it was oh, like you automatically cancel Miles Morales. Enter the dimensions, and Miles Morales was one of them. I think I'm pretty so, sure it was. That's a different game. Record, and that was a different Spider-Man. My it was like multiple dimensions of Spider-Man. Yeah, it was Spider-Man 2099. No, Spider-Man 2099 was one of the many Spider-Mans in that game. They had like right. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, I see. I played that game. That was before uh, Miles Morales. Miles Morales was it in that game? No. All right. Well. Okay. Well, my answer, my answer. I was gonna say my answer would be Miles Morales. However, Static Shock won from the audience. We have um, a Static mm. Shock from Charles. We okay. have a Static Shock from Kendall. Um, and we have a static shock from um, from um, a Hardy, a game her, yeah, from the homie on YouTube. No, well, he's the guy that was on last week. That's the worst part. I'm the worst person. I'm sorry, Joe? Artiman. I got you. No, yeah, Archie. No, okay, you guys are stop because I'm I'm bad. <laughs> guessing the wrong. I'm wow. about to need thirty Damn. seconds. Y'all are guessing the wrong things, which makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, for the record, this is y'all show. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely, man. You forget also the name for of the record. I, My brother I in Christ, drinking. you are not more professional on what's happening. <laughs> Thomas, it's Thomas. It's Thomas. Thomas oh, the comic book guy. The video game guy. Video game guy. I knew that. <laughs> this is a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> First time going live on YouTube. First time getting YouTube comments. And we're like, oh, oh, man. oh that's not a name. Uh. <laughs> wow. If this was a date. For the record, Thomas, I, knew, I knew exactly who you were. <laughs> Wait, I have to apologize live. I knew exactly who you were. Um, and I still want to be a fairy. Still want you to create a character for me. I still want Josh to create my side story. Um, I'm sorry. All right, moving on. <laughs> so the next one is which black character was that? Which black character is what? I was trying to read what the Facebook user was trying to say. He is the most professional out of the two two hosts. Your name is Facebook user. We don't care. (sighs) All right. So, uh, (laughs) which 
black character had the biggest impact on black culture? Oh, so hear me when I say this, right? Dr. McStuffins. Talk about a little girl who could, who through droves taught little black kids to be doctors and, you know, and to always talk about how they feel and stuff like that. I think Dr. McStuffins, at one point, every little black girl dressed up Halloween as Dr. McStuffins. Every last one of them. All parents, like there was one of those positive TV shows on PBS and on Disney where black children could go and watch it, right? They weren't watching Rugrats with all white kids. You know, they wanted Dr. McStuffins. That's what they wanted to see. So I think she had one of the bigger impacts on, I would say the younger black culture, right? For, for our kid, for our children. All right, Dre, and you, what's your answer? It's still static shock. We all can relate to static. Damn near all of us grew up in the hood. Been in the wrong situation, the wrong time, around the wrong people. Unfortunately for him, gave him a gift that allowed him to save other people's lives, even to a point to go back in time and even meet his mom. Even though he had to give that up, he still got to do it. Like we all wanted to be static at some point growing up. Y'all muted over there. No, I know. Oh, so something oh. popped up on my screen and I don't know how to close it. So I'm like, I don't I don't know what this is. I'm struggling. Don't okay. Don't get started. It's okay, I can sit there. They can hear you. Go ahead. Got you. <clears throat> If it's on me and I'd have to give my opinion on who to uh, have the biggest impact, I would have to go to Disney. And if I'm going to Disney and I'm going to the route of the biggest impact in Disney, it would have to be Princess Tiana for me. And I'm saying this as a girl dad who has a little girl. I've seen this movie 20 times, I promise, in that first year. But she made the biggest impact because little girls were able to look up and not only say, well, there's a white princess, there's a German princess, there's an Irish princess. Look, there's also a black princess because all that time, all they had was the Indian girl, which was Jasmine, shout out to her, and the Asian girl, which was Mulan. But now they have a black girl from the South, essentially, because you can actually recognize that she worked hard, she did her way up. She did not marry into riches. She married into hard work. That's what Tiana did. Tiana didn't have the easy way out. She had the hard working, I'm going to get this on my own way. Big facts. You also have sons, not a girl dad. <laughs> hey, fuck Fact you, check that. Congratulations, my brother. <laughs> You're a girl dad now, too, with two older sons. Started out with a girl, though, so always um, shout out to his. Awesome. So I will also say we had Pocahontas uh, just as a person with some color just to add in prior to Tiana. So Is Pocahontas uh, black though? No, no, no. Not no, she's considered Native American. He was, he was American. naming, yeah. yeah, like brown princesses and it's like but Tiana's the first I, black girl. I can't really argue with Jamal because my daughter, like we uh, Tiana's a great choice, right? I'm just going to say like like, okay. Tiana, I don't think she impacted the black culture though. Not as much as Doctor McStuffins, right? We love the fact that we got a black princess in in the towers, but she she didn't impact the the culture like that. 
we're not going to talk about static shock. Let's just go ahead and just throw that shit to the side. Okay. We're, we're talking about people that actually impact culture. All right. Static shock was the nigga that wore turned over forces in high school and had a white friend as a crackhead. Like we, we ain't listening. Anyway. Oh, oh shit. That's my time. I'm going to follow the rules. <laughs> right. I was like, anyway, you done. What? Okay. <laughs> so, I, Dre, go ahead. Get your 30 seconds. Okay. Why are their answers dumb? Both of y'all answers was cute and all, but he said superheroes, not princesses, not doctors. Yes, they were inspirational, but they're not superheroes. They're just inspirational to different black kids. I understand that. No, sir. The question was, is what black character, That's not the, black superhero? That was going to be my fact check for you, bro. Black uh, character. Okay. I was listening to something else then. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> The character is better. I think he was just hoping to, to wait on a little technical difficulty. I can see the look in his eye. He's like, shit, it is a character. Damn. <laughs> nah, I, I definitely can see it on that one. Because I mess up. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, okay. Jamal. So, Rich, as much as I would love to hate on Doc McStuffins, you can't. Girl, she's a doctor. Like she wants to grow up to be a doctor. She wants to follow in the footsteps of her two black parents, who are doctors, I believe. And I, they're from Okay, so fact check that if I, if we're wrong. But I, I just want to give Doc McStuffins her her roses before we go. However, I will say that when you go to Disney World, you might get a Doc McStuffins toy, but you're not running into Doc McStuffins. You run into Tiana. All right. So, checking the, um, any fact check? We good. good. All right, checking the comments. We have a, we have Rod for Princess Tiana. The good answer. Michelle says no one wins this one. (laughs) (laughs) And Brittany said, as much as I love Tiana, she did have a huge impact, but between Doc McStuffins and Tiana, I think Doc is more of a household name and more little black girls want to be her, like actually grow up to be her. Um, that, that is a stay-at-home father, mother, and grandmother. It's, it's a real hard toss-up. Like, yeah. you can't her powers, her powers come from her grandmother. I'm gonna put it like this. Because I never knew that. I'm gonna put it like this. Jamal, you said you were gonna give Doc her flowers. I'm giving Doc her flowers, and I'm giving her Tiana's crown. Tiana is inspirational to black girls. Doc is inspirational to black children. It's Doc. The board, my brother. It's Doc. I like Tiana, but from an influential standpoint, Doc has generated five hundred million. Princess and the Frog over one hundred and forty million. So I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not even upset at Doc. Doc has been more of like a figure that you'd see than you would see a Tiana. And that's why I'm like, damn, like I I I don't wanna not take away from this character. Because I myself love Doc McStuffins. When Julian said, I want to watch this one on Disney Plus, I didn't say, nah, you can't watch that. I said, all right, 
time for your checkup. Time for your checkup. Want to check your eat? Like I'm right there with the song. Like I love yeah. music, Loretta Divine. <laughs> You're funny. All right, so Doc McStuffins wins. Um, I I would I would pick Tiana. It's okay if you get it. <laughs> okay if I giggle. <laughs> no, I mean Doc McStuffins definitely she's inspirational. She's something you can like in like want to be and not necessarily just dress up and eat beignets, which is also fun. I'm not gonna hold you though. <laughs> Let that Tiana show hit and it hit Disney Plus the way Baymax is coming out. My kids are loving that. Yeah. Tiana's gonna make her comeback. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Hey Brittany Mac on point in the comments. I'm gonna just put that out there. Yeah. That's because Britney in the same room. <laughs> but believe it or not, like I said, Tiana is Britney's favorite character. So she knows everything there is to know about Tiana. Uh, Tiana. But Dr. McStuffins is Isabella's favorite character. So right. we know those two were <laughs> just prime pickings, like for both. That's hilarious. So. All right. So this is the last round. Okay. Um, the last round, well, is who is. The most relatable black cartoon character. Oh, relatable, relatable. Okay, are we gonna talk about to ourselves personally or to black culture? I Can we do both? I mean, yeah. And I'll give you. They, 90, I'll give you ninety seconds. Okay, both, and he'll give you. Look at that. Time okay. for being generous. If. If we're gonna talk about who's more relatable to to me, uh, and y'all better not laugh when I say this because I know my wife is gonna laugh. I believe the non-retarded Cleveland Brown, right? So Cleveland Brown from the Cleveland Brown show is the most relatable to me, right? Stop laughing. I see your face. Stop laughing. But Cleveland Brown is he's the dad that takes care of his stepkids right he got he got the he got the woman with he got the, the wife with three kids he has his own kids right and he takes care of all of them if you cross out the fact that he's like halfway retarded but that's just he's more relatable to me okay that's just me i love me cleveland brown now if we're talking to the culture ah it's it's so hard to say who's more relatable to the culture, I would, I would say Tiana is more relatable to the culture because her story was almost normal. You know what I'm saying? Growing up in New Orleans, you love to cook. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to open up a restaurant outside of like, but even in New Orleans, you have um, the voodoo specialist where you got people that, you know, they, they believe in witchcraft, they believe in all of that stuff. So even that was on point, just outside of them actually turning into frogs. Like, I mean, that wasn't on point, but as far as her storyline, I believe that's more relatable to black culture. Hi, y'all. I'm over here trying to type and multitask. All right, Dre. So same, I guess, two questions for you, most relatable to you personally and then to the culture. Insert static shock here. Nah. I mean, static is definitely an answer, but uh, most relatable to me, I would say, is definitely Miles Morales. Because, you know, young black boys, we get adultified. We have to 
grow up at a young age, being a man in the house. So him having to take over Peter's, Peter's mantle was essentially what that felt like. You having to be the new man of the world. You had to be a new man of the city. You got to take over for somebody else. And you have to figure everything out right on the fly. Now, most relatable to myself, absolutely. Y'all heard me say it all throughout this episode, Ecstatic Shock. Because that was a kid I just knew. Like, it, that was the most relatable thing I saw on TV. And that's like, that was when I saw myself as a black boy represented as a superhero. Before that, it was never a reality to me. And then I just seen that and I was like, oh, shit, this is a real thing. And then when that episode of him and Nazi came out, he was saying exactly what I was thinking. Hey, roll all your eyes you want to, Rich. I don't care. I'm done. Nah, bro. <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes at you. I'm rolling my eyes at my wife who decided to put her comment in the chat. That's all. <laughs> Y'all gotta read that. Y'all gotta read that for the podcast. If Richie shaves his beard and mustache, he looks like Cleveland Brown. This is why you don't allow your spouse to watch your podcast. She be in it. She's in it, bro. I can't. These be my stories being told for my wife. They're better from my perspective. Fuck your perspective. Anywho, (laughs) Jamal, your answers? My answer. Same person. Y'all ready for this? Most relatable? It's Gerald from Hey Arnold. He was just a cool dude from the neighborhood. He was trying to fit in. He was trying to help his best friend. He was just always alone for all the adventures. He did nothing wrong. He was just trying cool. He was just trying chill and make it through like what? Second? Third grade? I have no clue. What Whatever grade that Gerald was in, he was just trying to make it through elementary school. All right? Bro was cooling. Him and Fuzzy Slippers, all right? That's all Gerald did. Gerald came through with the, like, old black man, why I say it is your advice. Like, the, the advice that was, like, beyond his years. And it was relatable to my life because it's like, yo, like, I want to be like Gerald. Like, I want to be as cool in a strawberry suit as he is. Like, homie was just walking down the street in the middle of wherever he was and just like, yep, I'm rocking this strawberry he started going through voice changes he started embracing it like as a kid who like embraced puberty at five dog my voice changed my life changed I was like what the fuck is happening to me why does that little girl look so good like what is going on right now like that was my life but Gerald was right there to like explain shit as it happened and like that became relatable to me like, Strawberry Gerald is still a thing to this day. You can get the Funko Pop. I'm just going to say it, dog. Like, Gerald is the most relatable. They can't even argue with that. Wait for Rich. Wait for Rich. All right. So, Jamal's answer was Gerald's in general. Um, Rich, if you want to go ahead with your... Uh, I don't know what Gerald, this nigga was watching. But Gerald wasn't trying to, uh, try, wasn't trying to find the next thing puberty. Like, I don't know what the fuck, Gerald, you were watching. And all the sayings that Gerald had came from his older brother. So it's not like he was this wise-ass, cool kid. First off, Gerald was lame as fuck because he hung out with fucking Arnold. And both of them <laughs> was lame as fuck. So let's just throw that out there. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see how having a big-ass kid and play haircut is relatable to people. You're bald. So I know I, just take that uh, kid and play uh, uh, 
what's that Marjorie from fucking Simpsons haircut and just cut that shit out. Uh, which, of course, Static Shock again, Dre, look, stop. And for the record, for the record. About 45 seconds that time. For the record, Skeeter was definitely black. <laughs> like, he was colored, which is why he was green. If Skeeter's was black, black man, Piccolo is black. Yo, I just seen I thought Skeeter was blue. No, Skeeter. Or blue. Was he blue? Piccolo okay. is an Either alien. way, he was a colored person. Piccolo is an alien. <laughs> and they did that on purpose. But Skeeter was a black There were black kid. people represented in that show. Do we need to talk about Mr. Popo again? Oh, right. Hey, what's petty, man? He's black. The comments think you're wrong. Piccolo Just because my friends are wrong and coming in with these strong-ass, wrong-ass opinions does not mean that I'm wrong. He is an alien, and they are depicted as okay. black people in the show. Okay. See, right. I said okay. that okay, earlier. You're, you're arguing. I'm about to start a timer. You're arguing about. Right. <laughs> you need to prove Rich or Dre needs it's to actually. Even, you need to my, stop talking. It's not my turn. <laughs> Dre needs to get his thirty seconds. Oh my God, Rich! Are you judging me for Static Shock? But you pick Cleveland Brown? Seriously, the token black dude. Whose show wouldn't even hold up because he was the worst character on it. He's not, he's honestly not relatable to any black people. I don't know what black people you know, but if you want to judge Gerald for being a lame, that nigga's lamer than him. And he's a full grown adult. Now, as for Jamal, every black kid was not cool. That's why Gerald's not realistically relatable. Every black kid was not that super cool, suave, nice dressed. They just weren't. Some were bums, some were lames, some were cool. Yeah. No, shut up. No, like every black kid was not super cool. That was just a stereotype. All right, that's time. And you know how we know every black character wasn't cool? Because Static Shock exists as a character. That's how we know every black character was not cool. Static Shock was out here fighting the mutant bang babies of the world. And you trying to tell me he was cool? No. Oh, oh man! Rich, I don't even remember what you said, but let me tell <laughs> you, no matter. Cleveland Brown was voiced by a white man, made to make out white black stereotypes even worse. We're not Yo, talking about voice actors. Wife, when he took over his wife's house, his wife became all the black stereotypes that everybody hates and everything. What in the Mama June made this? Like that was his wife every single episode. After about. I want to say halfway through season one, they decided to change her into a more black character, not because they wanted to, but because they can get away with it. That's the point of the Cleveland Brown show was to and it still was terrible and, and I stopped watching it. Black I, stereotypes. That was the whole then, point of the show. And then what happened show. to the Cleveland Brown show? They had to go back to Family like, Guy, right? What was the they point right of Hey Arnold, guy. right? The point of Hey Arnold was the white kid with the weird ass misshaped head. And the uncool black kid, like, like, what are you talking hey, about? Hey, 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 hey. Buddy, your best, cool, right? your best character was a sidekick. At least Cleveland Brown hosted his own show. Gerald was a he sidekick. Was, he wasn't even a sidekick on the show. Cleveland Brown was not even. A sidekick. Cleveland, Cleveland Brown, was Brown a in the character. Cleveland Brown show was the main character. Ger- uh, uh, Gerald was a sidekick. Come on. Even on his own show, he wasn't the best character. The bear was. The fact that I gave y'all forty-five seconds instead and of thirty. It's still happening. It's still happening. <laughs> 
The bear was the best character. Honestly, it's only happening right because I was looking. And I want you to notice how no one said anything about Static Shock because Static Shock no one cares about. I just want you to know that. That's because Piccolo ain't. Black guy. So Rich got these for his birthday. Sorry, I'm drunk and I forgot to show these during the earlier part of the show. But happy birthday, Rich. His birthday was on Monday. Before we continue arguing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brad. I really think y'all missed a, a, a major opportunity. Um, all in the all in the comments, I saw people talking about Huey from the Boondocks, and like for me, especially, I feel like a lot of us as Black people, whether you grew up in in like predominantly Black neighborhoods or if you grew up in predominantly white neighborhoods, you definitely looked around and be like, "Oh, these motherfuckers are stupid." No matter where you're from. Like, Huey was a radical extremist. Huey was a terrorist. Huey at his core was a was person. A terrorist. Wait, Huey at his core was a person that believed that his surroundings white people were the devil and should be better. Is that wrong? He said no, that no, 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 no. But we're saying that that when okay, we talk about relate to the culture, the yeah, yeah, ma'am. Uh, Huey and then. <laughs> Huey tried to get granddad and to eat healthy. Riley kept saying, nigga, you gay. <laughs> no four-year-old should be walking around saying, nigga, you gay. Hey. Y'all missed the opportunity because Huey is the is probably the person that can relate to every black and Huey child. Kept in some every time. How many times did Huey actually win? Susie. Okay, so no What's one Susie relates from? to Susie Carmichael. Uh, right. Okay, but oh, only right because off. they didn't give her enough. They didn't give Susie enough like white woman storyline for us for us to be like, yeah, I'm relatable to her. You know what I'm saying? They didn't write enough story for Susie for me to be like, yeah, I re- I'm relating to that, right? Or like, I, I can relate to that. So, I agree. I feel like I like attached to Susie because she was a black girl, but not because she had the most personality. Nah, she fucking stood up to Angelica every time. (laughs) That little bitch was not getting away with anything. It'd be like, you dumb babies, and she'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, Angelica, not today. (laughs) It's like going down in my neighborhood. (laughs) She was the one. I just felt like they should have gave her more more of a storyline. To, with regards to what they, to what these guys answered, um, I, I cannot support Cleveland. I, I, I cannot support Cleveland. By probably terrible. N- not only can I what not about, support Cleveland what about as my a most character, relatable pick, which was Tiana. We just gonna skip over the fact that I said that. Yeah. <laughs> if we want to say Tiana's most relatable, let's be realistic. She's relatable because we've seen our mothers and grandmothers be Tiana. Which is the point of being relatable. That's the whole point of the shit. There's be relatable. You but know you know what? what? We aren't relatable. Like we didn't all have turned over forces. Walking through school, we weren't all best friends with the white kid fighting crackheads in the middle of the street. No, but some our best friend wasn't white, making it through. Some of and us right. was actually fly. So Jamal <laughs> said, "I think it's Gerald. I think Jamal wins this one." Jamal said, "Jamal P. Sherman said." So we're talking about characters that are relatable <laughs> to us. I, I throw the P in because I don't know what his middle name is, but it's P. Forty-two Wallabu Way, Sydney. Anywho, but I would like to bring up the character of Craig from Craig of the Creek. He is very representative of, of weird black kids nowadays. Absolutely. And to be honest, I haven't I seen that, that show enough 
to like be yeah. like, yeah, I'm fighting for Craig. Yeah, I, seen that I mean, I watched the whole show and I can absolutely agree with that. You know, why the fuck didn't you say it? Babe. <laughs> started that shit. That's the one fighting man. the mutant crackheads? The one that's stereotypically cool. So I, too, am going to go with Daryl. Yeah, so say he wasn't stereotypically cool. <laughs> I'm going to go with mm-hmm. Daryl. Um, yeah, this was fun. That was all my questions, y'all. Uh, Bam. <laughs> this was a lot. That was of fun. good. Though. I like. I liked it. I think we. I think we're gonna start doing our debates instead of bragging style, more like this style, and yeah. then we'll just have more guests on the show to uh, defend their point as to why they're wrong for a lot of stuff. Uh, Status shot can't be the answer for no more questions. <laughs> and you can't pick no more coons. So there's a, a balance. <laughs> Cleveland is not a coon. Cleveland was not a coon. Cleveland was not a coon. Hey, Uncle Ruckus was. Hey, Dre rarely claps back, but when he does, does it's hard. (laughs) It's hard. That's hilarious. Okay, so he clapped back is a round of applause. Exactly. (laughs) Um. Well, Brad. You've been here before, but if you want to take the time to to drop your your socials and, yes. and information on the podcast. Yeah. So me and my co-host Fred, we host What's Happening. It's a show where we talk about everything. We talk about political, societal issues. We interview people with interesting stories. Uh, new episodes drop every Wednesday. It's available wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you're an Android user like me gang gang and you don't have spotify download google podcast you can listen to that for free um check us out the socials is what's happening that's w-h-u-s-h-a-t-t-n-i-n uh we're everywhere facebook tiktok instagram twitter and youtube so check us out and rock with us they also believe that wolverine is better than goku so you know (laughs) they also believe that the Red Power Ranger is better than Storm. But you know what? You know what? Here we go. <laughs> Neither here nor there. The um, thank you so much for joining us today, Brad. Spider-Man is worse than Avatar, too. So, uh, man. Just, you know Brad's Tom- opinion. Y'all know, uh, y'all know I really rock with y'all when y'all been slandering me for an hour and, and 10 minutes and counting. And I'm still here smiling. That's cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. So tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow we are actually doing an interview with the heads of HBCU Con. So while we were at Blurred Con, we went to, there was a table for HBCU Con. Um, we linked up with them. So it's going to be a fun conversation to talk about just how they got started and, and what this con is, is all about. It's in April of next year. It's going to be a super exciting conversation. Did anyone talk about so we can have a quick discussion real quick uh i believe that soccer is black sorry jamal popped in last minute i believe soccer is black because the native american people all moved to alaska if you actually study into what happened to them a lot of them decided to pack this shit up and decide to travel wherever that's why the tribes are so spread out that's why every black person is like now nah, i got cherokee i got this in my family but the question is is are native americans black i would say yes i would say enough if not all of them 
started mitigating with other people. And like, when you're looking at what minorities are usually mixed with, you never usually hear a white person say, I have Cherokee in my family. You always hear a black person say that. Okay. Since I would argue. Since I'm here to fact check, and yeah, we're all know we all no, know Michelle. Um, Jim Ross, good old JR. Good Cherokee. old JR. He is. Cherokee. Yeah. Um, so I would also. And good old I, JR be doing some like, wow. Sorry. 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 I still gotta go to sleep. I'm trying <laughs> to end the episode. I'm trying to continue the conversation. Um, but no, as someone who thought they were of Native American descent, actually, I really know I am. So I'm history.com kind of fucked up. Anywho, um, <laughs> I will say that it is like traditionally Apache Indians specifically did not get along with Black people. And if they were the same, it wouldn't have been such a strong. However, they weren't. So you can see in the Avatar series that they were of Native American descent, but they also came out with a darker skin tone for someone who should be living necessarily in the <coughs> southern, southern. Was it Southern or Northern Water Tribe? Northern. Northern Water Tribe. Either way, they weren't getting much sunlight. So for them to come out to be the entire village of that descent, and you can see that there was like wolves and things like that that were more necessarily Native American, but they still kept that melanin. Nah, I don't have to go with they might have been black. I'd give Sokka some black. But does melanin equal black? No. Not all. So, not just all they had melanin does, so that doesn't necessarily make Native Americans black just because they're melanated. No, but the kids came out in uh, core, whether you like the show or not. To not act more Native American, but to act more and look and resemble more Black. Even the coming from the daughter down, she didn't see more Native American. She seen more Black. So I think the animators decided to go with a more Black aesthetic than they did with a more uh, Native American aesthetic. I'm trying to figure out what I'm talking about. Uh, the daughter from um, Korra, the actual like Aang's daughter. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. And the sons were both like of a mixed race. And then when you look at like how they animated the kids, they make, the kids came out to look more mixed than they did look more like, oh, well, you're a white guy or you're a black guy. Nah, they kind of look like the mother, like, because uh, Katara looked a little black. Not necessarily as much as Sokka looked like Sokka could be a Native American warrior. But Katara definitely looked black. So I ain't got him a little black thing. Okay. I mean. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay, um, you know, safe or whatever. And stay unapologetically black. Gang. <laughs> 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 Yeah, stay, yeah, stay.